and I started building airplanes when I was 13 years old. Today on this podcast, I'm fortunate to have Justin Boyson. Am I right? That's right. That's good. Justin, it's good to see you Nice here. to see you. Thanks for well, having me. Well, thank you for coming because I think I've asked you several times. I think it's been more than a year or so yes. that I've asked you yeah. and you said, no, 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 until I got your trainer to do it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when I got Chuck to do it, then you did That's right. Yeah. Let's start off with where were you born? Uh, in Wisconsin. In Wisconsin? Yeah. And you lived there for how long? Uh, all the way through uh, university. So I essentially uh, moved out of the state uh, at, at 22 when I took my first job. Okay, do you have siblings? I have one brother who's younger than me, 10 and a half years younger than me. So Same yes, mom yeah. and dad? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, mom yeah. and dad doing well? Yes, yes. Okay. Yeah. And they're doing very well. So they're both in, they're still in Wisconsin? Yes, they are, yeah. So you left there when you were 21 to go off to school? Yes. Through I was, in, in, until I was... Uh, f until I finished university, right, and then I left uh, the state. Yeah, but wait, you went to Rutgers, right? I got my master's at yeah, Rutgers, MBA but Rutgers. I got my um, my undergrad in Wisconsin. In Wisconsin, so, you yeah. stayed there. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. So, what was it like for you growing up? Were you more academic or were you more sports minded as a kid? I definitely not sports minded. I'd never played any sports, and uh, most people are surprised to hear that. I always. And I'm get, one of them. Yeah, you know, because I'm tall too, so everybody right. thinks, you know, since. I'm tall, I should be a basketball player or something, but I never played any sports at all, neither did my family. Um, so I would say more academic, and uh, I was really big into aviation, actually, when I was younger. What did your father do? My uh, father is in the radio business, so um, he was a salesman at a radio station, and he bought um, a very small radio station while he was working at uh, the station he was at, and he built that up to five stations today. So now he's, you know, uh, entrepreneur, and uh, he's still working. So and your mother? My mother stayed at home, so okay. homemaker. So, yeah. just, so he had it so she could stay home. She could do the traditional, right. real hard work. Yes, <laughs> of raising kids. <laughs> right. Okay, right. so they're doing really well right now. So yeah. your father has five stations. Yes. What type of stations are these? Uh, they're local stations. Um, they do things, you know, local news to local sports to music, 60s, 70s, 80s music. So it uh, depends on the station and the format, but they're really geared towards uh, local hometown radio community uh, radio stations that, you know, are very involved in the day-to-day -day, uh, so life. So was, was he on it, or did he just, he purchased them, and he's actually the producer? He, uh, he, never, uh, he never was a DJ or anything like that, so he always was on the sales end, and uh, decided he wanted to, to have his own station, and okay. bought into a share, and bought that person out, and then uh, multiplied it into to five now. So How old is your father now? He's 76. And he's looking good and yeah. working hard yeah. and yeah. loving it. Yeah. <laughs> it's beautiful. <laughs> Does he come from a big family? I know, just a, a brother. So uh, just same. Yeah, so yeah, he produced yeah. exactly what he had. Yeah, yeah. Are they the same as far as age gap? Uh, about a fifteen month difference. My my, oh, uncle, so they're really my uncle's close. my uncle's older. Yeah. Do you know your uncle? Yes. Really well. Yes. <laughs> Does he have kids? Yes, two daughters. So. Are they your age? Uh, a little bit older, maybe uh, eight years older or so. Yeah. Okay, that's really interesting. So growing up in Wisconsin, what was it like for you? You weren't, you weren't sports minded, so you were really academic. What kind of things did you get involved in in elementary school first? 
elementary school, well, um, probably aviation has always been something that has been around me and it's pretty common in the city that I'm from. I'm from Oshkosh, Wisconsin, which is known for aviation. It's where, you know, the largest fly-in happens every year. So I was always around the, the EAA is what it's called, the Experimental Aircraft Association, and was fortunate enough to kind of bump into the the founder um, and have a relationship with them. And, and I started building airplanes when I was 13 years old uh, with him on the weekends. And it these was are these are remote control airplanes. You mean? No, these are real uh, home built Cessnas, like a, like that like a size, but a, 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 a wood and fabric and tubing plane home kit airplanes. So uh, you have your license? I don't have my license. I did take lessons. Uh, I took ground school, but I never, uh, I never got over the line in terms of getting the license. Do you plan to? I would like to. I, you know, it's hard living here in Japan to do that sort of thing. This but I think once I, right. once I, you know, move back someday, I, I would like to do it for sure. Yeah. So okay. So what kind of plane? Your first plane? You said you were in your teens when you built your first plane. Yeah, started. Uh, I was 13. And yeah. what did you build? Was it a two-seater, one-seater? It's a two-seater. It was called the Popper Junior Ace. So the guy that I was mentioning, his name is Paul Poperesny. Um, he, um, he founded this organization, and he basically designed this airplane himself, too. And How many people were part of this building group? Crew? Probably about uh, 10 of us, but it kind of varied on the weekend. You know, right. So sometimes there were five of us there, sometimes 10, whatever. But it was a really unique a uh, group of people to hang out with a lot of you know older you know wo World War II pilots and um, you know business people from the community and so it was a really uh, enriching experience. Were you the youngest on the team? I was definitely the youngest. I was. The and only then after kid you would be what age? Would you say? <laughs> Sixty-five. Sixty-five. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They were all older guys. Yeah. And they had you come in yeah. there. Yeah. So it was How long did it take to build this plane? It, well, it took about, I think we finished the first one in three years. How many did you build? Five, yeah. Five of the same one. He was going to sell these? No, no, we donated them to an organization Okay. called the Young Eagles Organization. And right. it's an organization that basically gives kids uh, their uh, first airplane ride right. uh, for free. And so uh, these were donated to that organization to help fly, uh, you know, kids in. Uh, Are these so single propeller? Yes. Okay. How mm. many horsepower? I don't know. You don't know. Okay. Yeah. Who flew them? Uh, various pilots that were part of the organization. Did you watch them as they went? Yeah. Up in yeah, the yeah. first time. Yeah. Yeah. You had you had no trouble with any of them? No. Ah, <sighs> that's interesting. <laughs> did you ever go up in any of them? Yeah, once. Yeah. You did? Yeah. How long was your flight? Uh, just like 30 minutes or 30 so. 30 minutes? Yeah. 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 Is this fixed wing or are these over the head? What They're uh, high wing. High wing, yeah. over the so top. Okay. Over the top, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, very, very cool experience. And, you know, every, every summer, and it, it just ended, you know, a couple months ago. Um, it happens a week every year, um, you know, about 800,000. It, it happens in September every year? It happens uh, usually the beginning of August, end of July, okay. beginning of August, depending on the year. Right. But um, you know, somewhere up to eight hundred thousand people can come, and ten thousand airplanes, um, and a lot up of. To what size? From from what size to what? Everything. Size? Concorde mm. used to come. What? Yeah. 
How long is the runway? It's a long, pretty, pretty long runway. Long enough for yeah. a Concorde. Concorde and, you know, large military cargo jets. Now, what's this called again? <coughs> it's called the Experimental Air Aircraft Association, EAA. It's called Air Venture. Yeah. Okay. And it's, uh, it's once a week, uh, every year in the summer. And people come from all over the world uh, to this event. And it's kind of the mecca of aviation. And so, you know, growing up in Oshkosh, you're just surrounded by aviation all the time. So you, you can't help but uh, get the bug, get you know. Bug. Yeah. Okay, what other interests did you have? Okay, on in the junior high and the high school, kind of, where were you headed? Yeah. You, know, uh, you didn't get your license, so it wasn't becoming a pilot, obviously. No, I, that, that was, I, I was going towards that, you know, way to, to go into the academies, mm -hmm. but uh, ended up not doing that. But I'd say the next big thing was uh, I was a congressional page in Congress, so during the junior year of my high school, um, I moved to Washington, D.C. I was um, nominated by my local congressman and then appointed by Newt Gingrich, who was the speaker at the time. Now, how old were you at this time? I was 17. 17. Well, this is your last year in high school, right? Uh, second, yeah, junior year. Junior, junior yeah. year, right, right, okay. Yeah. So, uh, moved to D.C. and uh, went to school at the Library of Congress in the Jefferson Building. We had our own school. Uh, there were only 60 of us, six, 65 of us. You had, did you have, was this something that you had to apply to get yes. into? Okay, and you had to have s a certain grade level? Yes. Okay, would you have to have a 4.0? No, a, a B, I think. A was, B average? Yeah, B average. Okay, yeah. would you come in with? Uh, I think I was, you know, 3.5, yeah, <laughs> B plus, you know, yeah. So you've always, do your mom and dad, did your mom read to you a lot when you were a little kid? Yeah. I mean, you what know. Type of, what type of books did you like to read? Well, Outside of aviation books, I know aviation was a big book. Well, I've always been a, a non-fiction sort of guy, so uh, I've never been into to any sort of fiction. I just can't okay. stay focused on it, it seems. So I always like to read biographies and just things about... What were some of your favorite growing up that you still remember? Jeez, oh, uh, you put me on the spot. Yeah. I, I, I don't recall. You don't recall point. the ones no, that you liked? No. no, I actually wasn't, you know... Did you ever do Benjamin Franklin's biography, autobiography? No, I haven't okay. done that one. Right. Um, the last one I did was um, uh, Leonardo, Leonardo da Vinci's, uh, Walter Isaac's. Wasn't that good? Yeah, that's a great one. I just yeah. finished that, but I did that on, it was, it's a book on tape, so I okay. listened to it, audio. Yeah. That was, he was interesting, wasn't yeah. he? Yeah, yeah. I didn't know that much about him, I just finished that as well. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> okay, so you get to the, um, you get to Washington, D.C. Yeah. And how, what was it like? And there's 60 of you. Yeah, uh, it was just incredible. I mean, we lived a block south of the Capitol. Um, we had Take our own me through a day. Take me through a day. Uh, usually wake up at um, quarter after five, so wake up very early. Go across to the, uh, the Longworth House Office building in the basement. They would have the breakfast ready for us, just for the pages. And then we'd take the tunnels the underground tunnels to the Jefferson Building, which is you know the old kind of historic um, um, building, the, the Library of Congress building that um, we had the school on the top floor. So if you look on, at the pictures online, it's very ornate, beautiful building, uh, kind of European style. And uh, our school was up in the very top, um, and we would look down into that marble you know, building with the marble pillars and we'd have our classrooms around there. So we'd have our school 
um, from about, I think it was 6 o'clock to um, 10 o'clock, or not, no, uh, six six thirty to 10. So about, you know, three, three and a half hours. And it would depend on the day. If, if Congress was starting early, we'd have to end early and get over to the floor. But we'd only have school till 10. And so um, it, there were very short classes. And it was the same sort of curriculum, you know, that we would have in, in, in our regular school. school. Regular school, but we need to get over to the house floor. But I think, you know, it was just very unique because I remember one time we had a, you know, government class, and uh, the, you know, we were learning about the Supreme Court, and then the, our our teacher said, "Okay, well, let's get up. We're going to go over to see a hearing now at the Supreme Court." So we get up, walk downstairs, go next door to the Supreme Court building. We were right next door and walked in on a on a hearing to watch it, so it was just uh, really, uh, you know. So what do you think, what, what, what type of thoughts went through your mind when you were going through this? Did you think you'd get involved in politics someday, or what was happening? Um, I was just, I think, in awe of just uh, being that close to power, you know, because I mean, the thing, we had full access to the Capitol, so we were like many congressmen, so we could go, you know, to the Security Council room just walk in, you know, we could go to the speaker's chambers. So we had full run of the, of the hill. And we were like, when the State of the Union happened, it was Bill Clinton at the time, we were on the floor of Congress watching the State of the Union and we met Bill Clinton and we met Al Gore and, um, you know, and you meet the different presidents that come in to speak from different countries and stuff. So it was, uh, it was just a really uh, amazing experience. And so. it stayed with you. Yeah, I think it shapes you early. I think a lot of us, after we had that experience uh, so young, you know, we just kind of felt, um, I don't know, maybe a little out of place in a sense, um, you know, when we went to college and stuff. It just it gives you sort of a different um, perspective on things, you know, when you, when you have something like that and experience that. So it, it shapes you earlier, maybe it makes you grow up a little faster. Okay. Yeah. Would you say in, may, in many cases, you're looking at other people and realizing they're only getting it academically, but you got it not only academically, but emotionally. Yes. Yeah. So you got to touch it. You got to be there. You got yeah. to feel the walls. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Meet the guys, shake yeah. the hands. Yeah. yeah. That's a whole different thing yeah. than just talking about them. Right. And knowing you'll never get to, you know, you'll probably in your whole lifetime never get to touch anything like that. Right. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Great experience. So. It's interesting. So yeah. would, would, did that change your path in any way? Um, a little bit, maybe, you know, I did, um, you know, I was interested in government, you know, when I was in college, so I started a debate team and I um, got involved in student government and that sort of thing. But I never ran for office or thought, you know, to run for office. Maybe I could, you know, someday, but it's not something that's top of mind right. for me. Um, but it's something that's, I, I always stay close to, I'm interested in, in, okay. in reading about. I was always interested in international business. So, you know, my dad was part of the Rotary Club and he was in charge of the international student, you know, committee. So we would, we had international students come and they stayed with us for a weekend and I was, got to go to some of the events and I just, you know, I grew up, you know, in, in the sticks. I mean, I grew up on the lake in the country. I had no neighbors, so I kind of, you know, didn't have a lot of interaction in that sense, so what, what I think that really intrigued me. What about friends? What about friends? Do you I play with anybody? 
there weren't really any kids where I lived, so there were there were a couple kids at one point, but you know they moved, and so you know I never really had that. So I think part of you know my intrigue for international business is maybe just because of how rural I grew up, and you know growing up in Wisconsin and whatever. So I wanted to always kind of see the the world. So that that's kind of what got me into you know international business and whatnot and. Okay, so you, <coughs> I'm just trying to picture this now. So do you want to, what do you prefer? What do you feel most comfortable in? And most of us feel comfortable in what we grew up in. So would you rather be out there in the sticks and by a lake <laughs> and to have that existence now? Or do you like the city or? Oh, I prefer the city, but I, I like both. You, you know, like I both. mean, I, I think it'd be nice to, you know, have something on the weekend, you know, like that sometimes. You, do, you like so, that? Yeah, just to kind of recharge. You know, I, I, I was home recently and, you know, it's nice, you know, being back where I was from. And so what did you do? You just went out to the lake and yeah, sat out there? Yeah, that's pretty much just was at the lake. Do you like boat. to fish? Uh, not a big fisherman, but a boater. You know, we, we have a lot of boats and like w to go what out. What do you do? Just drive around on the boat and jet ski and water okay. ski. And well, by yourself? How are you going to well, jet with, ski? Well, with, with my family, with my brother. Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. So, so he's, he, he's up in age now, too. He's not yeah. that old, I mean, of course. Is he married as well? Not yet, no. Okay. You're married, right? Yes. Do you have children? Four. Four kids. Where's your wife from? She's from uh, Texas. She pretty much grew up in Texas, but she's American-born Taiwanese. So okay. her parents are from uh, the south of Taiwan. They moved yeah. over when they were in their 20s. And she's sort of, you know, moved around a couple different locations. Um, and we yeah. ended up meeting... Uh, in New York when we were living in New York. So. Okay. Yeah. I was going to say, well, that you coming up rural then, of course, you, you, your school your school was predominantly white. This rural school you went to when you were growing oh, up. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, yeah. right. And when did it start becoming integrated when you start seeing different people? Because you hadn't seen a whole lot other than on TV. Yeah. Or I did you travel every year? Well, I did. Um, so there was obviously some diversity at my university, but... Um, I studied abroad. I did two study abroads. I did one in England. I did one in China. Um, and like I said, I started a debate team. So then that was it, the model organization of American states, kind of like the model UN. So there was a lot of diversity in those conferences from, from all f the northern, southern right. um, parts of the Americas. Um, so uh, I would say, you know, that's where, you know, I was able to. Do you, feel, do you find yourself being a political person? Do you believe, are you really involved in politics? In U.S. politics, yes. I'm uh, You don't have to say what you are. <laughs> no, no, I'm just involved, I observe it. You observe it? I observe it, yeah. Okay, so yeah. you're a passive observer. Yes. You don't jump into it. So you don't find yourself getting into many political debates or anything like that? No, I think it's changed after living here. Because you're sort of, you know, removed. You're observing from the outside and... Mm -hmm. um, you don't get so tied up emotionally in it. You more kind of judge the whole now, you know, looking in, um, you know, versus how, how living. Long have, how long have you been outside of the United States? Well, I've been here almost six years now throughout my career. I've been in the consumer insurance space mm -hmm. and I've done it in different capacities. You know, I've worked at Ford Motor Company and I've done insurance work there as a part of my business. I've I worked at AIG and I did it there and I w did an expat assignment in London for a couple of years with them. 
Um, then I worked at Deloitte Consulting and I did insurance consulting uh, in the U.S. and internationally and then now I've been with Chubb for almost um, uh, close to 10 years and in different capacities. And you said you have four children? Four children, two boys, two girls. Yeah. How old are you? So the boys are for top? No, the, the girls are the top. So it goes nine, seven, <laughs> five, well, you look one. At two boys, two girls. You start off with the boys. <laughs> <laughs> so would it tell me from the top down. What are they? Uh, it's a uh, girl, girl, boy, boy. So nine, seven, five, one. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. So she did it for you. Your wife did it for <laughs> you. You got two boys. Did you always want to have four kids? Uh, not necessarily. No, I never. I don't think either one of us kind of anticipated it, but yeah. So from, wait, what's the oldest is nine? Yeah. And one, so there's only eight years between the oldest and yeah. the youngest. That's not bad. Yeah. They're going to all be very close. Yeah, they are. They are already. Yeah. <laughs> they can't help it out in yeah, each yeah. other's race. Yeah. And you have two older girls first. I have four boys. Yeah. And there are six years between the oldest and the youngest. Yeah. I wanted them to be close because I yeah. come from a family of four and my brother's five years older. And that's, if, if it's more than three years, as chances are, unless the parents know how to parent, you're not going to be that very close. You're not going to be close. Right because you have different grades, different friends, everything else. Right, right. You become more of an annoyance yeah. if you're the younger one. <laughs> right. Okay, so before I end the podcast, mm -hmm. Justin, I always like to ask this question. Mm. Knowing what you know today, if you could go back in time and meet the younger Justin and give him advice, how old would that Justin be and what advice would you give him? Uh, I would go back to uh, probably like a 20-year-old Justin and tell him to be patient and enjoy the journey. Yeah. Yeah. I can't think of any better words. <laughs> thank you so much, Justin. Yes. Really appreciate this. Yeah, thank you. I want to thank all of you for watching this podcast. Make sure you press like and subscribe. And never forget, it's all on loan. So continue to reach for the stars. Because you're too blessed to be stressed.